From Riverside Health System, this is the Healthy You Podcast, where we talk about a range of health-related topics focused on improving your physical and mental health. We chat with our providers, team members, patients, and caregivers to learn more about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and improve overall physical and mental health. So let's dive into learn more about becoming a healthier you. All right. All righty. I'm really excited to have with us today um, Dr. Mike Dacey. Dr. Dacey is the CEO and president for Riverside Health System, and I have the pleasure of working with him very closely. So, Dr. Dacey, welcome. Well, thank you. You have your own studio. Very I nice. Do, yeah. I yeah, do. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah. Um, we're very happy about our studio, so thank you for your support of the Healthy You podcast. So, Dr. Dacey, Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, well, <laughs> I've been here for about five years okay, now or so. Okay, it's, okay. Uh, I come originally from uh, from New England. Okay. You know, uh, weather's better here, so okay. uh, much people are uh, uh, in general nicer here. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, so I've been here about five years or so. Okay, but was okay. in New England for a long time before that. I do have New Le- New England on my bucket list to visit, so um, I recommend after Labor Day. After, after Labor, Labor Day. Day, okay, I'll definitely keep that in mind. You are a physician by background, yes, um, and as a former critical care nurse, you are an intensivist. So um, I work very closely with intensivists in my time and tenure as a critical care nurse. So tell me a little bit about your work uh, and how you ended up going down that particular path. Uh, of medicine. So I was, um, when I got into um, uh, medical school, my, 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 my education <laughs> was I was, I was educated by an elementary school by the Sisters of Mercy and then the, um, the, uh, in high school by the Christian Brothers and then college at Providence College by the Dominicans and okay. I get into Georgetown but at that point I figured you know I do something different and uh, I went to medical school at GW okay. but the problem is that, that was about $20,000 a year okay. back in the mid 1980s still a lot of money today uh, it was still a lot of money today <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so $20,000 was a lot and so I joined the army Okay. Uh, to pay for it, okay. and uh, they paid for it. It was a great, one of the best decisions I ever made. I mean, they paid for it, right? And so that was, uh, and I, I did my residency at Walter Reed, and then um, ended up in, in medicine, internal medicine, and then ended up um, spending uh, my payback years, two of my payback years, uh, were here okay. uh, in the area here at Fort Eustis, so I knew the knew, knew the area very well. Okay. And so, uh, then I did a fellowship in intensive care medicine in Pittsburgh when I got out and um, spent uh, 18 years practicing uh, intensive care medicine uh, back in uh, New England. Okay, very good. Thank you for your service you. in the military. Um, did you, do you have any legacy? Thank you for paying for my medical school. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, do you have, I know I'm a legacy nurse. Anybody else in your family in medicine? My uh, mother's a nurse. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. good. You Pretty were well. nursed up. That was shade. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff there. Um, are you into sports? Uh, and do you have a favorite team? I was thinking it was the University of South Carolina is your favorite college team. Um, so, uh, no, one of the other place I was stationed was Augusta, Georgia, which was very close to Columbia. Right, okay. So I know, I know that very well, but th- no, they're not, they're not my favorite team. I, okay. No, I'm a, uh, having trained in Pittsburgh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, college I, basketball, a Big East 
the band. East. Okay, yeah. I like the Which Steelers. in this part of the country can be <laughs> dangerous to say. I, I like I like I like the Steelers. Great team. Um, you know, as we think about improving health in our communities and the turbulence over the last three years, I know that you were very instrumental in our COVID efforts and really. Um, led the helm in getting out and supporting COVID vaccination throughout Eastern Virginia. So talk a little bit about how um, your background really helped you to kind of help us navigate during that really trying time. Well, I think, you know, I, to begin with, I think the instrumental people were the people taking care of the patients and, right. and doing, the, doing the work. And um, I just kind of helped facilitate right. every now and then but um, I think the big thing with getting through um, a, a crisis or the pandemic certainly was qualifies as a crisis was being proactive right, um, right. Absolutely. and that's the one thing in intensive care medicine you, you try uh, the whole field is set up so that you prevent small fires from becoming big fires right. and you intervene early do things in a proactive way and I think that's what we tried to do right. uh, during the pandemic and to a greater or lesser extent I think we did okay with that um, as, a, as, a, as a leadership group, I mean, the, the people take care of the patients did spectacularly well, uh, but we, uh, we tried to be proactive. And right. so uh, when, the, when it was clear the vaccines were going to be um, produced and they had vaccines, um, we, we tried to be proactive. At the time, they were uh, they, they required a lot of uh, cold, cold storage. So right. we, I think we spent about $200,000 on um, uh, ultra cold freezers. Right. I think at one point, <laughs> and because we, that was the only way you could get the right. vaccines delivered. Right. And so, and we didn't weren't quite certain whether it was really going to work right. uh, with the, the vaccines at the time. And so we, we, but we spent the money beforehand, and then all of a sudden those freezers became in huge short supply across the world. Right. So I think at one point Riverside had like half the ultra cold storage <laughs> in the in in, in the um, in the uh, in the state literally we did have half the cold storage and we held vaccines for the other health systems in the region we were able to help distribute right. them and then we helped the health department actually right. give the vaccines and um, their people did great work but we by working with both the health department and Centara right. uh, we were able to um, uh, really vaccinate hundreds of thousands of people in a, in a, in a quick way. So that was a plus. That was right. a real plus. And it was, it was interesting. Centara is a great organization, and working with them, um, previously they were obviously, you know, before then they were really our competitors. Right. And so, um, but to be able to work with them in a crisis was, was, was a really great experience, and I think the whole team approach to it was, was really great. Absolutely. Yeah. That just speaks to your leadership and really anticipating ahead you know, what would be needed um, to support us during that time. Uh, and that's one of the things I enjoy about working with you is that um, you are still in tune uh, with your time as a physician um, and the collaboration that we have. Um, as the CEO uh, of this system, to show you how bad the labor, labor situation is now, yes, <laughs> right. yes. I'm the CEO, right, Chris? <laughs> Uh, but we're doing some great things, oh, um, and uh, I think we have some great plans in place yeah. um, to, you know, nursing is starting to stabilize somewhat, and so hopefully we'll we'll get some of um, those individuals back into the fold yeah. and um, yeah. over the next couple of years. So what what are two to three top priorities for you well, when you come in each and every day? I think the biggest the biggest uh, challenge that uh, not just healthcare but every every 
industry and business faces is finding people to uh, to work. I mean, right. the, the, the pandemic had some short-term effects, but it certainly has had some longer-term effects in terms of um, uh, people's view of work, of this question of hybrid, remote work. Absolutely. You know, it, it all of that has changed. The pande- pandemic has changed people's view of that. And so um, people retired early, right. people decided they would want to work part-time, some people dropped out of the workforce yes. entirely. So finding people is, uh, is, is, is a great, great challenge. Absolutely. That's, so that's one thing, and that's really the top priority. The second priority is you know, finding a way to pay people uh, mm-hmm. because True. pay has gone up um, for most people really uh, mm-hmm. exponentially over the course of the last um, you know, two, two plus years. Yes, I absolutely. Mean, and um, it's uh, so finding ways to pay people what they what they deserve to be paid, right. and uh, that, that that's 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 a great challenge. And really, what it means in, in healthcare is we have to find a way to if we um, if we have to pay people more, we have to find savings in some other areas. So right. just to use an example, we just had a meeting with our supply chain people, and you know they saved millions and millions Absolutely. of dollars in terms of some of the the things that we purchase, whether it be medications, right. whether it be equipment like ventilators, right. whether it be uh, all types of medical devices. And that's the kind of work that we have to do. So to take the savings we get from there and put it towards what we pay people. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, and even at the end of the day, once all that's done, you know, we, we, we usually at the end of every year have a very, 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 very small right. uh, amount of money left over. I mean, yeah. Riverside's almost a two billion dollar company, and at the awesome. end of a good year, we have a. Uh, well, we used to be we used to be we used to be one point eight billion dollar company, but with inflation, now we're a two billion dollar company. But, right, but, but the expenses but, have but, gone. But, 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 right, it takes but that's more right. to manage. But I, um, but you know, and at the end of the year, we right. uh, we you may have. Twenty million dollars left over from uh, for right. a bottom line to put towards the next year. So, so it really, um, it though the, the paying people what they deserve to be paid and finding a way to do that is is, is really the second priority. And um, you know, I, I think the the third priority is to actually make certain that we give our um, our team members all that they need to do a high quality job, Absolutely. whether it be. Um, the right medical equipment, the right staffing, right. Uh, the right people in those roles, uh, the right uh, information technology things, right. uh, and all of that uh, costs money. But uh, but making certain they've got the resources so they can deliver really really high quality care, which they do each and every day. Absolutely, and then as it relates to disease prevention and health promotion, um, we're doing a lot of work educating the community. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about RMG. I mean, we have a large employed group of physicians. Uh, We are positioning ourselves to be out in the community uh, so that we can support that education. So we're seeing now, you know, when patients are coming to the acute care hospitals, they're sick. They're really sick. What do you think that's attributed to? Yeah, I think that's another effect of the pandemic. I mean, there was there was a lot of delayed care for almost three years for sure. And that that takes its toll. Um, whether the pandemic itself had a lot of effect on people. Right. I mean, there's this long COVID syndrome and things. Right. For whatever reason, people are staying a lot longer in the hospitals right. now, about half a day more, which really creates con- congestion yeah, in the absolutely. hospitals. It's not just here. It's every hospital in the country. And um, so that, that that's a great challenge. I mean, um, and then um, there's been a lot, sort of the rise in both drug use and mm-hmm. over drug overdoses, the, the fent- fentanyl um, uh, crisis has yeah. been really uh, 
really just terrible. Um, we see uh, just an exponential rise in, in, in drug overdoses over right. the last few years. And then, of course, violence, I mean, shootings. Yeah, you know, the medical center thing. here is one of the um, one of the busiest trauma centers in the, in the Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> and it, uh, it does, they do tremendous work there. But, you know, they see about 3,500 major trauma cases a year. And of that number, um, really about 400 or so are shootings or stabbings. Absolutely. And so uh, that's a, that, that takes a great toll, not just on people, uh, the victims, but also on the staff taking care of them. So trying to get them the resources they need. Yeah, but we, 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 we want to really be out in, in the community making certain we're meeting the needs um, as these, cha- these new challenges develop. Um, and uh, a big part of that is the medical group, and so we now have about 750 providers, most of them doctors, but a growing number of nurse practitioners and physician assistants. And um, they collectively see about, uh, it's an amazing number, about 1.2 million patient visits uh, in the uh, outpatient clinics each year. Absolutely. And um, we have about 230,000 active primary care patients in those panels. So it's a big, it's a big group. It's a growing enterprise. It's one of the biggest medical groups on the East Coast. And uh, it's a big reason why the, uh, the system is doing okay right now. Absolutely. And uh, as I interact in the community and talk with some of my CNO peers, I mean, we are unique in that we're a totally integrated system from birth to end of life. You, you don't always see that um, um, uh, and some of the complexities that go along with that. But talk a little bit about your journey to CEO and how you transition, you know, from physician and how did you end up in the uh, executive space? Yeah, I kind of, you know, I was, like I say, I was practicing medicine very happy um, after about, um, you know, 14, 15 years of being um, back in New England, they um, sort of like got kind of drafted into a, <laughs> into a leadership job there or as a chief medical officer and, and then eventually became a uh, hospital president. And then um, this, this position came open here. And I, uh, you know, from my time in the Army, had really uh, knew the area well and knew Riverside right. very well. I had a very good uh, view of, uh, of Riverside my time at Port Eustis and so I uh, ended up coming back here and they're great people you know Absolutely. the whole whole organization is, is, is great no matter who you meet they're very dedicated towards uh, providing the best care possible for the for the patients or if you're in a support role supporting the people that are taking care of the patients and so it's good it's 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 a tremendous uh, organization they do uh, great work and it's a great uh, it's a great uh, experience uh, being the uh, being the CEO you know including working with you Becky, you know, including <laughs> with you, you know. <laughs> You know, it, on most days, right, Doctor Daisy? No, every every day, every day, every day. Yeah. All right, yes. most days, most days. Um, I, I would have to agree. Um, you know, I've been a nurse for over thirty-two years, and wow, um, the work you don't look that old. It's a lot of good products. So, so thirty-two years. So, if you graduated from college when you're eighteen, that, no, no, I, no I, I was definitely not getting out at eighteen. No. But I really think our culture is by far the best. Um, And, you know, and every day I feel like there's a perfect balance between what we do, the heart of what we do, uh, and the business aspects. And so we we continuously keep the needs of our communities and patients at the forefront of what we're doing. So I'm I'm excited to work with you, and it's it's always a pleasure. Um, Any advice for someone who may want to, you know, 
move up within the healthcare space as an, a leader who may be uh, a provider or, or nurse or allied health professional? You know, know? I think the, the first thing is you've got to be really good at whatever your, your, um, your primary profession or job is. Right. So if you're, if, you're a, uh, if you're an accountant and you want to be a, um, a chief financial officer someday, you have to be a really great accountant. Right. Uh, you know, if you're a nurse and you want to move up in terms of leadership, you really have to be a really great nurse. Same yes. thing with the role as a doctor. And so if, because if you're really good at that, um, then, then, then people will recognize yes. that, and you'll get some offers to do other things. Um, that's the first thing. And then the, the second piece of advice, I guess, is um, always volunteer for things, even if you don't get paid for them. <laughs> and uh, if you volunteer for things then one, and you do well at it, one thing often leads to another. Absolutely. You know. And then finally, I think you treat people well, and um, people, people appreciate that, particularly these days with uh, the current environment, always treat people with respect. So those those are the things I would say. Absolutely. I, I would definitely have to agree. We used to call that, uh, you know, clinically, if you were a clinical expert, you were tapped for leadership yeah. opportunities, mm -hmm. and, and the rest you learn boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes when you're not looking for that, and to your point, if you just do a great job, somebody will recognize that and want to cultivate yeah, that talent great. as well. Um, what else would you like to share with our viewers today? What's what's uh, top priority for you going forward in the next couple of years? Well, I think one of the big things we're trying to do is expand the um, the educational programs that we have. Yes. You know, um, yes. we've talked about sort of the the, the, the care delivery programs, right. um, but it's and those are growing certainly. But uh, educational programs are growing certainly. Educational programs at the College for Health Careers. How many yes. nurses do we have there now? Nursing Ooh. students there. In total, right yeah, now, and yeah. I mean, we have a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah, we have and, a couple and so hundred. we've got the programs. Obviously, the the, the, the RN programs. Yes, yes. We've got the um, the diagnostic imaging uh, yes. programs, uh, a new ultrasound yes. program, and a new respiratory therapy school, medical assistance, and yes. so and so. You know, expanding that will will help both the people that are in those programs as well as the um, as well as the. Riverside overall, because we hire a lot of those Absolutely. people that come from there. So that's trying to, and they do a wonderful work um, there educating people, Absolutely. and uh, the, the graduates do very, very well. Um, and so that's one priority, growing education in my, on the medical side. We developing we developed a new emergency medicine residency, which graduated yes. its first class a, a week ago. A week ago, yes. And, um, and you know that was one residency added to the family medicine, the obstetrical residency, the transitional internship, uh, and um, next year a new internal medicine residency will, will start at the medical center, and so that will be very positive. And at any one given time, we have any given day throughout the, the the health system, we have hundreds and hundreds of nursing students, medical students, residents rotating yes. in different areas. And so continuing to grow that because there's a growing shortage of nurses, I mean, uh, yes. you know, f clinical people in mm -hmm. all specialties, respiratory therapists, uh, diagnostic imaging, uh, doctors. And so the ability to actually um, 
contribute to the education of those people is, is, is very important Absolutely. going forward. Uh, and people don't realize it can be a great way of, you know, making a living. I mean, you know, cer- certainly, <laughs> you know, people, you know, demand doc- is definitely people there. doctors have always made <laughs> right. a, a pretty good living. But but um, but increasingly, particularly recently, nurses do very, Absolutely. very well now and finally are being recognized for all the great work that they've uh, they've done. Uh, and and across the board, people, oh, it's, it's a great way to make a living in healthcare. You're paid well, you help people. It's a very satisfying profession you can grow in. So we would like to be able to expand and continue to grow the yes. educational yes. offerings of the uh, of Riverside. Absolutely. We have to own that right. and, and grow and develop our own. Absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit about Smithfield. Really excited about uh, in the future. We have sure. another hospital coming. Yeah, so we were approved for the Smithfield Hospital last year, and we've begun the planning for that right now. Mm-hmm. I think the construction is going to begin in a few weeks. Um, it's a two-year project to, okay. uh, to, to more than two years to actually build a hospital. It'll be a 50-bed hospital. Yes. Uh, it'll be um, uh, have four operating rooms, emergency department, a medical office building. Uh, it's a little more expensive than we thought <laughs> it was going to be. Oh, yeah. as, as initially, it was going to be $125 million. I, I won't tell you how much Oof. it is, but it's a lot more than $125 million to build, uh, given inflation and the supply chain problems. But but we're, we're going to go forward with it, and um, it'll open in uh, late 2025. That's so exciting. Um, and, so, and that's a growing area, uh, a lot of people over there, and a growing community. And we're very uh, enthusiastic about what the future holds for Smithfield. And people need a hospital in, they that, do, in that area. In their community. And uh, you live near there, don't you? I do. I live in Suffolk. I'm really excited. And it just really speaks to Riverside's commitment to provide and access to care in some of those areas that. Uh, rural areas that it's a don't long-term have investment that. sure yeah, it's a long-term absolutely. investment that's, absolutely that, that's right that's right absolutely and lastly um, just so excited about our work in the quality space um, I know you were very instrumental in putting in the infrastructure to support all of uh, the great results that we've seen over the last couple of years as it relates to quality yeah, I, and safety I mean, service. Over the course of the last couple of years, uh, all of our hospitals have been at one point or another rated A uh, by LeapFrog. Um, and, um, you know, it's, um, I think it's, it's really the, the, the first priority is to be, be able to provide high quality care. And like I say, you know, our job, we don't provide the care. Right. The people that do the tremendous work are the people taking care of the patients, but our job right. is to make certain they have the resources Absolutely. and everything they need in order to do a, a, a tremendous job. And they do do a tremendous job. Yes. And you see that in the in the quality scores and the ratings and the patient experience scores Absolutely. that are going up. And, yeah, you know, and, and whether that. it be clinical people taking care of patients or the support people i mean one of the things that we'll be starting soon at uh, at the medical center is the uh, the room service yes, thing right yes, right yes. With, where uh, you'll be able to as a patient be able to order, order pretty like much on the which, menu. anything you want well right. I, I don't know if you can order if you're if you're um, um, uh, a diabetic patient, may not be, or, yeah. be able to order the cheesecake or yeah. something like that. But I think you can. You can order you, it. They might yeah. not. It might not get might delivered. Not be delivered. You know. <laughs> they but, still but have it's, your but restrictions. But I mean, even those things, you know, that that's that's a big expense. It is. To, it is. But it's great for patient experience. We we've, we've seen the patient experience scores go up uh, across the board. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, in all of our areas. Yeah, and yes. that, that that's a positive thing as well. So trying to do do what we can to give the resources to the people. Uh, doing the work so they can take care of patients. Absolutely. Um, and then making certain that people are um, um, 
you know, people feel that it's a it's a great place to work. Absolutely. Um, and you know, one of the big issues that comes up uh, recently is this uh, workplace violence kind yes. of thing. Yes. You know, and it's a real, real challenge, not just in healthcare, but but in every area, but right. particularly in healthcare. in healthcare. And so we've invested a lot of. Um, money, efforts, resources to try and make certain people feel safe at work. You know, and it's it's a tough, uh, it's a different world we live in now after, right. the, pa- after the pandemic. And um, uh, and we're very determined to make certain that uh, that people feel safe at work. Absolutely. Um, and it's, uh, we think we're getting there, but we've still got a ways to go we with that, sure. Progress. But overall, good, really good progress with quality. Great, you know? great, great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule oh, to chat with us thank today. Thank you for having me now. This is just be, we'll, we'll be glad to have you back anytime. And when so. you've got a national podcast, <laughs> and you can bring me you, you can bring me back. You know, exactly. You, right? Well, exactly. you probably wouldn't. You, you'll, you'll have George Clooney, you know, or whoever it is. Oh, yeah, uh, that you know, would be that, nice. That, that's right, 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 exactly. Uh, keep up the great work. Well, thanks and, very much. Um, I look work. forward to just continued success for us. Um, at Riverside. Well, thanks, Frankie. Thanks right. very much. Thanks Thank a lot, thanks. Dr. Dacey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to RiversideOnline.com.